I'm Josh. And I'm Jade. And on this episode of Our Taste is Trash, we review the time travel horror flick, Totally Killer, discuss IMDb's top 10 Blumhouse movies list, and talk the latest season of Upload. So remember to rate, review, and follow wherever you listen. Stick around. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Welcome into another episode of Our Taste is Trash. I'm Josh. And I'm Jade. Jade, it's been a week. It's been quite a week. Yes, it has. (laughs) Well, to start things off, I feel like we're just kicking things back to an even more nostalgic time for us millennials with uh, Brittany and Justin. I I feel like all that's been on my TikTok feed this week is hearing about how they, well, it's Brittany's writing a book, right? Isn't that what's happening? Yeah, she has a memoir coming out in a couple weeks. Um, and basically, it's kind of not only is it a memoir, it's a little bit of a tell all, you know? I feel like everything that I've heard so far, though, and like these bombshells, it's just mm-hmm. confirming the stuff we used to talk about when we were in our teens watching this live on TV. Like, none of this is stuff. And I don't know who told us this stuff, but I. Well, I don't- wonder if it's just, it's planned PR of like these things that we kind of already know. And then the more shocking stuff is going to be actually in the book. So when people read it, you know what I mean? Like, well, because like one of the things, right? Like one of the less shocking things is she's like, Oh, well, Justin cheated on me. No fucking shit. You were both hot as fuck hanging out with the hottest fucking people ever in entertainment. And you guys were what all of 18 years old or some shit like that. Yeah. I mean, well, and yeah, that's kind of public knowledge, but like, I also think this is Brittany's chance to finally kind of speak her truth and confirm some things in her life. You know, she was under her conservatorship for so long and never really had that opportunity. And so this is her opportunity to tell it from her perspective. Oh, Jay, don't get me wrong. I'm excited. I'm excited that we are in this era of Brittany again, where like, it just feels like we're getting it at the right time. Because let's face it, this is this is the only moment in our lives where we're going to have everything in terms of every media and marketing is geared towards us because they want us to buy shit and yeah. we're getting all this. I just watched, you know, I just watched on TikTok just a minute ago. It made me feel fucking old as shit. I watched hmm. Blink-182 doing you know those things where they have kids watch like tv like songs and music oh, videos yeah they were watching like, those oh, I know this band. Yeah. it was great hey at least the kids 90 percent of the kids recognized it but some were like oh i think i know this and one was like i think my mom listens to this and i was like fuck fuck i'm like yeah. god damn it <laughs> it's harsh 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 it's reality <laughs> there was one kid that was like oh you know and he was listening to was it damn it and he was like Oh, this is a bop. Like, I wish I could just like lived in that era so that I could just put this on and like, you know, kind of bop to it a little bit. And and the guy's like, why why can't you do that now? You why, can do it now. Why why can't maybe you do he, it? Maybe he meant more like for the first time. Like, you know yeah, what I well, mean? Like of like it being like that cultural thing where everybody's listening to it for the first time. No, I think he meant that like he couldn't fucking play it because it's not what's on right now. Like that's, I think that was the way it was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what the children are doing anymore. The alphas are another level. Oh, oh, have you been alpha? Yeah. (laughs) Another, (laughs) I'm getting into weeds with TikTok, but fucking, I had to go on a rabbit hole to 
discover what phantom tax meant so I could understand it. What? Phantom tax? Phantom tax. Phantom tax? I think it's phantom tax. Phantom Mm -hmm. tax, like T-A-X? Yes. It has spell the first word. (laughs) I'm pretty sure, and I could be wrong. I could still be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure it's what are you saying? F A N U M. Phantom. Phantom tax. Okay, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm not on this side of TikTok. It has to. It has to do with like partially has. Well, it's in this new song that like kind of was circulating. That's kind of ironic. That has all these slang words that are a combination of Gen Z and Gen Alpha, and even the Gen Zs are watching this thing, going, "I don't fucking understand what this means." Like it's wild, like wild. I don't think. I think I'm. I think I'm five years away from not understanding any slang anymore. I, I think. No, that's where I, I don't think it's even that. I think it's just people making up shit and trying to make it popular, like Gretchen Wieners. You know what I mean? Oh, like, I think yeah. this is a fetch moment. Like. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's never going to happen. I still want fetch to happen. (laughs) I mean, we can. We can do it ourselves. (laughs) I've been known to make sayings popular once or twice. So, but Jay, do you think that going back to Brittany, do you think Mm -hmm. that she's going to make a bazillion dollars and that this is going to be an actual good read? Oh, well, I think she's going to get a ton of money. I can't guarantee it's going to be a good read. I think. I think if she actually gives us the stuff that people have been wanting to know for so long about her life, I think this is going to be juicy. I can't say for how it's written. I mean, I can't attest to Brittany's, Brittany's writing oh, skills. Well, you, know, you know they had like a team of ghostwriters doing that for her. There's no way she wrote that herself. Well, for, for Brittany, probably not. Because I'm thinking of like, you know, like Jeanette McCurdy's memoir. Like that was massive. Like that was huge the year it came out. I think it was only like... Last year, right? Yeah. When um, I'm glad my mom died. Or was it even earlier this year? Oh, yeah. I remember that. I, I haven't read that yeah. yet, but I still want to because like that's yeah. wild. Yeah. I've only read like three chapters. I need to finish it. But it's incredibly well-written. And she, I mean, she wrote herself. And it's you could tell us from her perspective and her point of view. But like the bombshells in that, I was like, Jesus Christ. So I I went that from Brittany. I'm like, spill the tea, girly. Like, tell <laughs> us everything that people want to know. So, but no, she's going to make a quick fucking buck off this. Yeah. I, I want to know all about the conservatorship. That's all I care about. I want to know all the crazy Same. fucking shit. That's all I want to know. Also, just kind of more of like what was going on with her relationship with Sam, what's his fucking face, and like oh, everything that went down with like Kevin, what's his face's kid, right? Isn't that who that is? No, her ex husband. The husband I thought Sam was. I thought Sam was the son. No, the guy she's getting divorced from right now. Oh fuck! See, I don't fucking know that shit. See, I don't. I don't know any of that. Does she has a kid it, though? Right? She has two kids with Kevin Federline. Yes, that's what. Like she has two. I thought she had one. J- Josh, no. She has two kids. <laughs> See, I don't fucking know. She's always had two kids. <laughs> she's always had two kids since she was born. She had two kids since <laughs> they were birthed. <laughs> She's had two children. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, yeah, because remember, like, I don't know if you recall, but I recall when she got pregnant the first time, like, people were like, oh, shit, now K-Fed's locked in. Because, like, you know, they got married. People were like, okay, it's a marriage, whatever. It can end. He, he, you know, she can get out quick. Never have to have K-Fed in her life again. But as soon as she got pregnant, everyone's like, well, fuck, now he's going to get child support. He's going to be there forever. And then when she had the second kid, they were like, oh, there's like no really no escaping this man mm. like with two children and he's the one yeah. that kind of yeah well 
he also for a very long time when she was with the conservatorship, I know also like basically took custody of the kids and kind of like poisoned them a little bit against Britney. And so like, he's only told them like, oh, well, like she, you know, she does all these racy videos and, you know, she doesn't dress correctly for a mother and all this other stuff. And I know that like, that's a, you know, she has a strained relationship with like her kids and that's like her whole world is her children. Like she has said in interviews, even when she was younger, she was like, if I wasn't famous, the only thing I'd want to do is be a mom. Like if I was like singing and dancing, she's like, I just want to be a mom. So yeah, I, I'm interested to see or to read about that situation as well. So we'll see. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, we do like more than just movies and TV here. So that was, I know I just, I had to talk about that because it's been dominating my fucking Listen, TikTok Brittany feed. Listen, Brittany did a movie. She was in Crossroads. Yeah, she was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Justin Twilley is an actor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He just did things. a movie on Netflix. Rep- Reptile. Oh, fuck. That's right. Reptile. Are we going to see that? I don't think so. I don't. Mm-hmm. Mm. If I get bored enough, I don't know. Maybe. I have a lot to watch. I don't I don't know if that's yeah. oh, going to make it. Well, Jade, speaking of TV and movies, you shared with me earlier this week. Mm-hmm. I feel like lists just outrageous now because it, I, I need, there needs to be a peer review process for lists. There needs to be like, I, I'm tired of lists. I think there needs to be actual people in charge of, I don't care what it is. If it can be fucking cookware to goddamn fucking sneakers to TV shows, someone needs to be out there like yeah, permissible. This can go out. This cannot go out because it's, it's too much. It's too fucking much. Like the list that Jade shared with me, it's called, it's on IMDb, and it's, mm-hmm. I think, they only shared the top 10, but I think there's a list of top 50 Blumhouse no, movies. 90? Okay, I don't fucking yeah. know. 90 fucking movies of Blumhouse, which has to be most of their horror movies, right? I like it's it, their entire catalog. I've never, I can't say that. This has <laughs> annoyed me more than the majority of lists out there. Like, I don't understand how this is ranked, who these people are that are watching these movies, because mm-hmm. it is one of the most egregious things I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, Well, just to fill in our listeners, um, this list is ranked on IMDb based on fan um, rankings of each individual movie. So basically, the movies at the top, the fans have ranked higher than the movies at the bottom, which when we read it was just absolutely fucking nuts where some of our personal top favorites fell on the list overall. I'm just going to go through the top 10 really quick. I'm going to start at number 10, Jade, and then we can kind of have a reaction. So at number 10, we have Hush Mm -hmm. from 2016. Not mad yet. We have Happy Death Day at number nine. Okay. Love it. Number eight, we have Glass. Didn't know people actually watched that movie, but okay. Then we have the movie we watched this week, Totally Killer. It's been out for five minutes. It's at number seven. Wow. Sin- Sinister at six. Okay. Ins- Insidious at five. Not okay. mad about that. The Black Phone that just came out literally, what, a year ago? Something like that? Maybe a year, yeah. Number four, Invisible Man from 2020. At number three, huh. split at number two, <laughs> and get out at number one. Now, I'm okay, fine I with get, get out can be at number one. That's fine. That movie is yep. still Agreed. to this day. What are Invisible Man, The Black Phone, and I'm just going to say Totally Killer and Glass doing in the top 10? I don't, I don't understand. Agreed. That is so wild to me. Um, 
And okay, so the only oh my god, here's the thing that I hate about IMDb's. Obviously, like ratings on there are just con- like over time, and it just continues to change based on when people decide to watch let, and read it. Let me so, tell like, you- totally killer is new. So like, this is only just the few people who've watched it yet have rated it apparently that highly. I want to name two movies already off the top that are it's egregious that they're not on this list. Mm-hmm. Paranormal Activity. Paranormal yes. Activity is not yeah. on the top 10. Yeah. It's like number, I think, 22 or 24 on this list. Fucking wild. And The Purge, also not in the top 10. Yeah, no, egregious. That's, I I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah. So what we did is we adjusted this for how people should think. And we came up with our own top 10 list. Yes, we did. So- Jade, I'm just going to go, why don't we do like two at a time? I'm going to start at my 10 and number nine. So are we ready for this? Okay. All right. I didn't, I actually was pretty close to one of the rankings of this and it was one of the ones I agreed with, but number 10, I picked the Belko experiment. Ooh, okay. Have you seen this movie? I have not, but I've heard a lot about it. So basically it's these office workers that get trapped in this building. It's kind of insane. It's a little horrific Mm. and very gory and it's kind of Mm. interesting. And I thought kind of creative and it's a good use. I think of 90 minutes said that it was like similar to if it was like the Stanford prison experiment, but in like real life, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Um, And then also at number nine, I did hush. Oh, good choice. Yeah. Which was number 10 on the original list. And I think it deserves to be in the top 10. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Um, I'm going to go here with number 10. So I went half and half. What I love the most about Blumhouse movies are their horror comedies. Like that's where I feel like they do best. Um, So I actually went with Freaky, which may be (gasps) hit or miss for some people. I know. Catherine Newton and Vince Vaughn. But I think what I like about it is it feels like a thriller version of Hot Chick. with do you remember with Rachel McAdams, Anna Ferris, and Rob Schneider? Yes. Where they like switch places, and that's what Frankie is essentially. She accidentally switched places with a serial killer, and so now that he's like in her young, beautiful body, it's like way easier for him to kill people. But she's also stuck in the body of like a serial killer who's also like a fifty-something-year-old man. So I don't know. It's like fun, stupid, silly, some good murders. You know, good time. I like it. And. Uh, number nine for me is actually funny enough, The Invisible Man. <laughs> really? I see. I haven't seen that yet, but I know it doesn't deserve to be at yeah. number three. I know it doesn't. It deserve definitely to be that high. deserve to be number three, which is why I made it number nine. And the reason why I chose this is because number one, I do love the story of The Invisible Man by H.G. Wells, which is what this was based off of. This was also felt very Hollow Man to me. With you know the movie with Kevin Bacon, which I also really really love. And so I think it just kind of combined two subjects that I am a fan of. And I also, um, as much as I do complain sometimes about Elizabeth Moss because she's like you know she cries and like everything. Um, she actually is really, really phenomenal in this movie as well. So, yeah. Interesting premise, too. I mean, she's – I I think she's a phenomenal actor in most things that she's in. I just, uh, she is. Some things I just don't care for that she's in. <laughs> no, agreed. Agreed. Um, but, no, I think she does such a great job in The Invisible Man. So, yeah. So, this might get controversial, Jade, but I feel like I had to include it in the list. Uh, but my next two at eight and seven, first I had Creep, which I think is vastly underrated as a film okay. because it's not really – 
scary in the traditional sense. It's scary in the like ick. And I feel like, you know, just overall suspense, like kind of vibe that you get, you know, just mm-hmm. from, I don't know. It's just, it's very suspenseful, the whole movie, but also insidious. I put it number seven, which might be controversial to some folks, but I think it deserves to be in the top 10. And I feel like number but seven but is insidious. Got yeah. like a lot of praise, and it's one of those that like people follow that whole franchise. You yes, know? so yeah. I put that at number seven, but I do have I have some good stuff coming up. Mm, okay, um, this one might be, I don't know, maybe a controversial choice as well. But for my number eight is Split. Okay, um, so I actually really enjoyed this. It's supposed to be the sequel to Unbreakable, but honest to God, you don't even have to view it as a sequel to Unbreakable. And I just really, really love James McAvoy's performance good. in this. Holy shit. His portrayal of, I know like maybe people don't agree it's the best portrayal of DID. They're using DID as like the villain, but like, dude, I can't. It's so good. good. If it wasn't for his performance, the movie would be unwatchable. That's, I'm convinced that it would, everything else, like all the other performances were subpar except for his. Like his was amazing. Is it Anya Taylor Joy is the one that's in the movie, the girl he kidnaps? Oh, I think it is. I mean, she's okay. But she she's, a, I think she does a great job. But like, but yeah, no, like his performance is like absolutely. He becomes like the beast in the end. Like people goosebumps. slammed that movie when it came out. Like they slammed yes, it, I, and I remember. Yeah, because I get it. the The plot's a little whatever, but like the rest of the movie is great. Um, my number seven is actually The Hunt. Um, I actually really enjoyed this film. It's kind of a parody, like political parody. Like it plays on this idea of like, um. Democrats who become radicalized because essentially they're like these Democrats that think the Republicans are just completely, you know, they're like, oh, we're like, we're so woke and we're we're better people, but they're also still billionaires. So they're they're still pieces of shit. And basically, like they kind of take that concept of like, it doesn't matter like what party you're on when you hit a certain threshold of uh like money and where you are in society, like it you you're, I don't know, like you're still a piece of shit. I don't know. I just, I thought it was fun. It's also like a play on um, the the movie in the book, The Most Dangerous Game, where like they hunt. Do you know the no, Most Dangerous I Game? I don't. I don't know if I know that. Oh my god, it's a classic book. It's a classic short story where basically this billionaire lives on an island and he has hunted every type of big game there is in the world. Like, and he's hunted and killed all of them. And so he's like. I want something more challenging. So he's like, what is the hardest, you know, thing to hunt another human being? So he like kidnaps essentially, or brings this man to his Island. And then he's kind of like, Hey, um, actually I'm here to hunt you. And he releases him on the Island and is like, I'm going to be hunting you down essentially the entire time. Um, and it's fucking insane. And so like, this is what it's kind of based off of. I don't know. It's really good. It's fun. I could definitely get into something like that. I am. I'm going insane here, Jade, because I swear mm-hmm. I just saw this movie and I want to make sure that it's on my list uh, before I was. Yep, it is. It's right here. Okay, cool. I just want to make sure I had to make an adjustment in my rankings in real time because I didn't realize this was on the list until I just reconfirmed it. So, oh shit. Okay. My number six and number five. Here we go. Oh. I also agree. I think Split is fantastic. That's my number six. Oh, there we go. I'm pretty much for the same reasons <laughs> that you said. It's. And look, I watched that after I read some really negative reviews. Like there were some people that were like, this movie sucks. I don't understand what it was made. Like I just, you know, they had problems with the plot. And look, there's a few 
little holes here and there. It's an yeah, entertaining fucking movie. Like it's an entertaining yeah. movie with great performances. I think very underrated performances. So absolutely. Give it a try. Number five though, Jane, this is one I couldn't believe was buried in this list of 90. And that is something we talked very highly about on the show, not maybe last year or a year and a half ago. And that's the movie Prey. Oh, uh, wait. The Predator movie? Is it not? No. Damn it, it's not. That's a different, that's a different, different prey movie. It's a different prey. Mm-hmm. Well. It's okay. That's, it's okay. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to change in real time. Okay. All right, all right. I'm going to go with Happy Death Day to You. Oh, yes. Yep, because mm -hmm. I think that whole series, first and second, deserve to be in the top 10. Absolutely. I would totally be here for a third movie. I don't know how they would make that work, but, you know, whatever. I'm here for it. Make it work. Just make it work. Make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, so my number, what am I, what are we on? Six. Okay. Um, is actually the purge, the first purge movie nice. um, with Ethan Hawke and uh, Cersei Lannister. What the fuck is her name? Oh, fucking! Oh my god! I I can see her name. I it's know. Like, li no, no. You know, what kills on. me is I've always known her name, always. And Lena Hetty. Lena Hetty. Wow. Yep. Lena Hetty. My brain broke. Okay. Yep. But no, the, the original Purge movie is just, in my mind, so well done. Like, obviously, this is a huge franchise now. Like, people are obsessed with all, all things like Purge. But there's something just so good about how simple the original film is, where it's just a small group of people that come to the house because they're trying to get one guy and his family kind of protects him and then ends up taking them all on. And then it opens it up to, like, all the other bullshit of their neighbors and everyone else who these things have been like growing inside them for such a long time. You know what I love about the purge? The first one too, is I love the simple plot because it's like mm -hmm. it, it again, the, the purge is, is about classism. Like you can't convince yes. me otherwise. And like to the show that, is. to show that like, Oh yes, the purge is for they, not for us. Like, because yep. that's this whole guy makes a living doing that. He goes, it's purge day. Oh, you don't want to participate. That's fine. You know what? We all live in nice suburbia here for a simple, who knows, probably tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands. You come in and you've purged. Millions, Josh. You, I'm you, thinking. Yeah. You purge cool your house. Mill. Yeah. You, you purge yeah. proof your house. I'm sure he has packages. You know, I'm sure they go all the of way down to. Yeah. But I yeah. mean, it's perfect because it just shows like, here's this classism and we're protected. Yeah. The That's others are not. The and, rich get richer and how yeah. they stay rich. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Oh, no. I, I, I love it. Love the original Purge film. Um, and then we have number five, uh, which is for me, Hush, which you had just spoken about. Nice. So I just, again, very, very simple plot. It's like one victim, one killer. She's a deaf woman trying to escape um, a man who is coming to attack her. And I just, I love seeing characters who actually fucking attempt to try to fight back or escape or like, you know, like they're clever. Um, yeah. And I just, and this is uh, for those who don't know, Kate, Sie Katie Siegel, who um, does all of the kind of like haunting of Hill house series. It's like she, she's in all those. Um, and she just does a fantastic job. I completely agree. Well, Jade, for my next two, I also, Picked. So this would be number four and number three. Number four for mm -hmm. me was The Purge for some of the reasons oh. listed there. There we go. 
Number, though, three is Happy Death Day, the original oh. one, which I could watch that movie again and again. What's her name? Jessica, is it Roth? Roth? I can't remember what her actual name is, the actress who plays um, the- Yeah, Tree. Tree in the film. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Like, she's relatively- Yes. I don't know what else she's in, but it's not much that I- Oh, La La Land, Ooh. I guess, is something she's yeah, been yeah. in. But I mean- I think she should be in more movies. I love her performance yes. in this. I'm entertained the entire time. The writing's amazing. The directing's fantastic. It's it's as close to Scream as you can get without copying the entire movie. Like it's well, great. It's just it's just again, it's just a fun premise. It's like Groundhog Day, but with a with a killer, right? And yeah. like I love how much fun they had with it. Where like you remember like there was that whole like montage where she just kept getting murdered and doing dumb shit. So she would like streak across the lawn and like, and then when she had to kill herself, she was just like, you know, I don't know. It's just, there's just so many fun ways that they took it. So it wasn't just this like all serious, like horror film, but also at the same time, it was a little scary. And you're kind of yeah. time you're like, well, who, who actually is it? Like, um, yeah, I think that's I, like one of the very perfect near perfect, like thriller for me. Yeah, like thriller comedies. Like it doesn't yes, yes, doesn't get comedy. that much better than that. Yeah, agreed. Um, and okay, where am I? I'm at four. So funny enough, uh, number four for me is Happy Death Day to nice. you. How did I rank that higher than you? <laughs> it's pretty close. No, We're pretty close. You you ranked it lower. I ranked it a three. Oh, Happy Death Day to you. Oh, never mind. Never mind. No, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I did no, rank no. it. I did rank it lower. Yeah. Yep. So Happy Death Day to you, the sequel. I just again like. The fact that they were able to make a sequel that was still on par with the first movie is so hard and so rare. Like I am obsessed and it was, which I'll talk a little bit about this movie when we talk about our review, because this is um, also a time travel movie. It is. That did it well and did it better. Um, so yeah, that'd be, happy death day to you. And see, number three for me is Paranormal Activity, the first one. Ooh, yes. For um, I, You ranked this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah, coming yeah. up, Jade. I mean, oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Paranormal Activity is still one of the very few horror movies that scares the shit out of me while watching it. I don't get scared while watching a lot of movies, but this gives me the heebie-jeebies. And you know what I love about Paranormal Activity? It just proves you don't need a lot of money to make yeah. a great movie. This guy made yes, this movie gosh. for like less than fifty thousand dollars yeah. with a bunch of people that he knew. And he had an editing suite. He knew how to edit film. So he just took a camera and Mm -hmm. edited together a movie and it made hundreds of millions of dollars. It is profit off of this. Good. And again, this is like one set, like maybe two, three actors total or something like that. It all happens in one house. Yeah. Yeah. Just one house. And one of my favorite things, and I think is what scares me the absolute fucking most, is we never see the, like, demon, the entity, whatever. We and never see it. It's and fine. Yes. Yeah. And it's and well, and that's what scares me because you don't know what it is. You don't know where it is. You can't see it. And it's not something that you can just attack and fight. Like, I can fight a person. You know what I mean? Like, I, if I can at least see a person, I know how to maneuver around that person. If I can't fucking see a demon that can just throw me into the air then i got nothing you yeah. know what i mean like yeah to me this is the best scary this is the best scary movie since uh like found footage scary movie since blair, blair witch, witch project. project yeah like okay. i don't think anything else compares to it aside from maybe you could argue blair witch but i mean this is next level so for me at yes. number two 
Ooh. is paranormal activity. Like it doesn't get better. Like it, that's, Perfect. yeah, that is one of my favorite horror movies. It's just so great, so simple mm-hmm. and so well done. It, you know, I forget about the sequels. They're okay. Two is mm-hmm. okay. Two is okay. But, but everything else, nothing is the original. It's the best. But yeah. number one, and this is where I agree with the list again, get out, get out mm-hmm. is so well, the scene still creeps me out where the guy freezes. You know what I'm talking about? You know that scene they show all the time? Yes. And like the sink, like the sink, brain the, glitch. And like the single tear, the tear comes down and he's like looking normal and smiling, but like his eyes are just doing all this acting his where you're eyes like, are terrifying. Terrified. Like, and I'm like, there's fear in his eyes, but the rest of his face and his body is just so stiff. That yeah. level of acting, nuts. It, it's, it, it, yeah, it's insane. And also, I want to say, Daniel, was it Kaleo? Is it, how, how do you say yeah, his name? Daniel Kaluye. Kaluye. One of his best acting performances, I think, that he's ever done. I mean, it's it's mind-blowing, this yeah. movie. I feel like he was already starting to get big before this film, but then I feel like this film really oh. cemented him like in Hollywood as like a big name. And this this kicked off pretty much Jordan Peele, like in terms of oh, like him doing whatever movie he wanted to do. And this, I think, still to this day is Jordan Peele's best work, like in terms of a movie. It's his best work. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so my next, my top two, I don't think is, you know, we have to talk about much. Number two is Happy Death Day. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So, uh, yeah. Hello. Um, and then surprise, surprise. Number one, get out. Hello. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's that good. Like it's. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't watched that, I would say, you know, just going back for a few folks, like you've probably seen some of the movies in our top five, but like, if you haven't seen, and I'll let you go a couple for a couple here too, Jay, like Belko mm-hmm. Experiment, if you're looking for a, a, a different kind of horror movie, give that a try. Hush, I would recommend definitely. And, you know, if you want to see James McElvoy play 55 different people, watch Split. It's it's good. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. So any from your list that you want to recall out Jade? Oh um, yeah, definitely. I would definitely say paranormal activity, obviously um, happy death day, the hunt and probably again, like split. Like I just think those are a good mix of kind of that horror comedy, with also traditional like horror and thriller that um, you know, you kind of, you can't miss out on. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, Jade, I think very quickly, we take a look at our movie this week, which is another Blumhouse film. It's called Totally Killer. It stars, oh, I was trying to get her name off the top of my head. It's Shipka. Kieran right? Shipka. Kieran Shipka, who most people would probably know from The Chilling Sabrina. Adventures of Sabrina, yeah, which is on Netflix, and also the child or the daughter in Mad Men. Yeah. Where if, if you've seen any of those movies, but <laughs> our TV series. Movie review. First look. Well, Jade, I'll let you kick things off. Just very brief thoughts. What do you what what are your thoughts on this film? I feel like this had the potential to be just a really fun, like horror comedy that didn't have to be anything like extraordinary but a good time and i feel like there were so many chances and they just missed them every single turn this is a movie where i kept rewriting it in my head every single time jade it's like someone wrote a horror comedy 
and then only wrote two blowjob jokes and said, that'll be good. And then didn't forgot to write the rest of the comedy. And I was like, I don't, is this supposed to be serious? Because the other thing they forgot to write is like really good slashers because like, look, I don't mind if you're one or the other. I don't mind if you're a slasher slash (laughs) slash slasher (laughs) and also a comedy in one movie, or if you're just a comedy and happens to try to be whore, that's fine too. We've seen it done well with, again, like happy death day scream, like, but at least do one side of it. Well, and this, I feel like it missed on both accounts Yeah, and Jade, we can get into that. In just a few minutes, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back, review our movie this week. It's called Totally Killer, and it's streaming now on Amazon Prime. And now, our feature presentation. Happy Halloween. How about we all stay in and hand out Halloween candy? No, Mom. You know how hard this time of year is for us. Your friends were murdered 35 years ago. It's not 1987 anymore. Stay safe, honey. I love you. (sighs) Our movie this week is Totally Killer. It's a Blumhouse film original. It's streaming now on Amazon Prime, if you have an Amazon Prime video account. And this film is directed by, I'm going to get this right, Non Tachka. Khan, I believe is what her Nanachka name is. Nanachka Khan. Nanachka Khan. She, she yep. also directed uh, Always Be My Maybe, which is, mm-hmm. I think, a pretty great film. And yeah. this was written by a collection of screenwriters, David Madelon, Sarah Pearl Raver, and Jean D'Angelo, or Jen D'Angelo, who have a few credits to their name. I saw some of them have done worked on shows like Solar Opposites, Works aho- mm-hmm. workaholics and things like I don't know. Let's get married, which I don't really know what that is, but it kind of shows that there wasn't one vision for this film. I think just the way it was yes. written, and it kind yeah. of makes sense. There were three people doing screenplays, so we'll dive right into that. Also, this film uh, stars. We already said it. Uh, Kiernan Shipka, who's been in things like mm-hmm. Mad Men. And also, I would say, aside from the other two people that I'm trying to think of off the top of my head. So there's big ones. There's Julie Bowen, who Julie is Bowen. in Modern Family. She plays the, the mom's uh, Pam Hughes. The sheriff is played by Randall Park. You may know from Marvel. He also- uh, He's been in everything. Yeah, yeah. He's been in a bunch of TV shows. Always Be My Maybe was one of them. Um, he was in Blockbuster. Then, yeah. The new- uh, canceled TV show on Netflix. Aww. Also, uh, I think a lot of younger people will definitely know Olivia Holt, who plays Pam Miller. She uh, most recently did a TV show on uh, Hulu and Freeform called... Um, Cloak and Dagger? No. Well, she wasn't Cloak and Dagger, but it's it's, um, it's one where she is like the 1990s. There's like three different timelines, and she was like held captive by her teacher. Cruel like Summer? Year. Cool su- Cruel Summer, yes. There it is. The people we know from that. And then, of course, Blake Hughes, the dad, a lot of people also might know as Lachlan Monroe. He played in the uh, parody film of Scream known as Scary Movie. Oh, that's and right. He, I forgot about that. Yes. And actually, he did play a serial killer in season two of Riverdale. So, Ooh. yeah. So, some familiar faces here. Yeah. Um, where do we even start, Jade? Why don't we start with the treasure? <laughs> Why don't we just start there? What, 
what did what did we like? What did you like about this film? So as far as treasure, I guess I kind of liked some of them. I don't even know if like okay. <laughs> My brain is breaking trying to okay i did really enjoy the scene in particular with julie bowen's character when she's fighting back against the killer because that to me rang very true where she was like it's been 35 years like you didn't think i'd be prepared yeah like she Jenna, said that to him and i'm gonna stop you right there that's the only thing worth watching in this film like <laughs> truly it is the best part that's actually so i i I slog for 10 minutes through the film and I'm sitting there going, I'm getting disappointed. Maybe I'm just not giving it a chance. I'm just going to keep it going. Julie mm -hmm. Bowden comes on, the killer approaches her and Jade, how was the whole movie not like this? She was ticking off things. Like, like as I was thinking things, she was fucking doing them. Like the killer busts in and she's like, okay, slams the fucking door in his face. And I'm like, yes, yes. like, of course that was sweet. You don't just run and let people in. You fucking protect yourself. And then when he's yes. forcing his way in, she has a fucking loaded gun right there. And she's like, yes. I'm fucking ready. Starts fucking shooting. And I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah. He, they get into a tussle, loses the gun. She's running to the kitchen. Instead of running mm -hmm. by her fucking cutlery set, that's all made of weapons she fucking first thing she does grab a weapon and i was like holy fuck like yes like yes like this is exactly it <laughs> like yeah no like that's how well because that scene made sense to me well not only you know do you get frustrated sometimes watching scary movies when you're like why does everyone a fucking idiot but also she didn't run upstairs she didn't fucking yeah. run upstairs well, like every other fucking film you know and it, it made it, it made even more sense for her character knowing that she basically had already survived this once and so of course 35 years later she's taken self defense classes she's bought herself a gun she has shit had it hidden everywhere because remember she like pulled mace out from under the couch that was like, yep. taped there like she's like fucking John Wick or something and <laughs> you know I I was like yeah agreed I would be the exact same this is what I expect from a victim the only the only thing though about that scene was, I don't know why she is giving out candy to trick-or-treaters because if I survived that, knowing that that happened on like Halloween or whatever, I'd be like, I don't want fucking strangers nope. coming to my door in masks, knowing that a masked killer killed all my friends. That's the only thing that I was like, okay. Also just staying in the same town. Why the fuck would I would, I would have been gone, baby gone. I'd be like, give me the fuck out of here, but yeah. whatever. It's, it's weird. Um, but definitely the best part like that. See, if all of the slasher scenes had been like that, this movie would be one of the greatest, I think, action horror movies to come out this year. The thing is, the comedy, I could have been like, whatever, if at least the murder scenes were done really well. Instead, it was like over and done in 0.2 seconds. The killer got the drop on each of the victims like very easily and then managed to stab them 16 fucking times without anything else happening. And I was kind of like, oh okay, well, that we got nothing from that. And each time, like, they tried to, like, I think, like, when they were in the cabin and they were trying to fight him, it was like every person was taking a stab at trying to kill this guy. And instead, he seems to be, like, the Hulk strength, which, by the way, when you find out it's a fucking teenager later, I'm like, and it's also a nerdy teenager. That's not even, like, jacked. I was like, okay, yeah. so you just threw someone across a room? Like, what? what is going on? So and he and he got stabbed at least three times that I counted, at oh least God. three different times, and he's still walking yes. upright like he's fine. Yes, and I'm like, okay, like he's not Michael Myers. No, he like runs the AV club. Like, what are we talking about right, right now? So yeah, the rules I mean, for the well killer just, made no sense. Like they didn't make no. any sense. I mean, might as well just transition into trash here. Yeah. Like, 
going off of that, like, yeah, like the the killer, the fact that it was like two different people, they tried to do this whole twist thing. It didn't make any sense to me. Like for Doug, the nerd, to be the killer in the first place, I was like, and they, the, the reason – the reason why he was the killer made no fucking sense. It was like he was secretly dating fat Trish who got like bullied into essentially drinking and driving. And she got like, she into killed a herself crash. In an yeah. yeah. And died. And so this is his revenge on the girls for getting her drunk in the first place and then bullying her so that she drove. And I was like, it didn't okay. make any sense. No. And especially it was like, that was like a year ago, it seemed like. So I'm like, okay, so you waited a year to exact revenge. Why? Also like the fact that Doug was, what was his role as an adult? Oh. He came to the school. So Doug, the, the white guy, right? That you're talking about? No, he, no, he's the black guy. He's the killer. Oh, I remember. I don't even remember why he was there. Present day, he like he comes like the school with like the coach and the sheriff, and then they're talking about self defense. Was he the principal of the school? He might have been like faculty or something. I don't remember why he was there. I don't know. It was all the whole thing was fucking weird. And I was like, okay, so he kills three people, and he's like, all right, well, I guess that's that. And um, love and legend goes on. I'm just gonna like live out the rest of my days. Like yeah. I never fucking killed anyone, and like. Then for the last or for the present day killer to be Randy, I was like, I thought it was fucking Randy the entire time. The podcast guy or what is his name? I don't even know. I don't even know if his name was Randy, but I'm going to call him Randy. I'm pretty sure it's but Randy. Like, I'm pretty sure it is okay. Randy. Okay, yeah. good. But like, yeah, I was like, and also, okay. So he, he does say that he's like, well, the only reason I killed her is because I have this podcast about the six sweet 16 killer and you don't get a lot of traction after 35 years. So I have to make a fresh killing. So I was like, First of all, how long have you had the podcast? Have you had it for yeah. 35 years? Like, doing what the same are you shit? Here? Yeah. yeah. How are you also, doing a podcast on the same murders for 35 years? Exactly. And then not only that, but I'm like, why wait till the 35th anniversary? It just seems like an arbitrary year. Um, and he seems to be doing like tours and other stuff. Like people dress up. So I was like, I don't know. I don't know. It's fucking weird. Like, I don't. And also the whole concept, Josh, of the time machine where a high schooler invents a fucking time machine for the science fair, a science fair, mind you, that is being hosted at the abandoned fairgrounds. Yeah, why are they having it there? Why are they having a science fair in the abandoned fairgrounds? And why are there still carnival rides there that are up, that are up, that are just deteriorating? Like nothing yeah. makes it. Also, can, can I just again, 35 years? One of the things that really affected me, like just bothered me throughout this whole thing. Mm-hmm. So after we get the slasher scene where the mom dies, you know, we are an undetermined amount of time later, I'm assuming within a matter of days based on the conversations that are happening, you have Jamie going to school and people interrogating her, adults interrogating her at school about her mother's death and she has zero emotion on her face. No tears, not breaking. I'm like, your mom just died and you have not shed one tear in this movie. They well, yes and no, because the scene that they show of when she's like, I guess just got the news or whatever, oh, she's like yeah. in her room on the floor. The fake crying was the worst thing I'd ever seen in my entire life. And I'm like, and I've seen Kieran Shipka do better. So that to me was wild because I was like, she was like doing that. You know, like when like little kids try to fake cry because they're like upset and they're just trying to get something out of you. This is what it felt like. It's like the. But, but other than that, we didn't get anything else. Like, I mean, she's literally at school just talking about her mom being murdered. Like it's the easiest thing to talk about in the world. And I'm like, I, 
How? No, what? it's oh yeah. Again, like, why are you back at school? I would have taken like weeks off at this point. But yeah, most no, kids like, would have been pulled out for most of the year. Like, you wouldn't be going back yes, to school because yeah. her mom is murdered, and then like she just goes to the fucking science fair to set up her experiment yeah. with her friend. Like, it's, it's like, literally nothing. My midterms do, and I'm like, what the fuck? I'd be like, what? you'd be excused from all that shit. But everything. And then again, okay, Josh, I just have to talk about the props for the time machine which is basically a bunch of led strips in like clear canisters i was like <laughs> mm. you would have been better off just saying that the phone booth was a time machine and it looks like a fucking phone booth like you know what i mean i would have been like yeah i believe it yeah like you know what i mean like i don't know why they had to tr- that was such bad set deck prop whatever it was like horrible not only that but i'm like why is it that th- this teenager has to invent time and and then and then when she's in the past and she's with her best friend's mom um she like tells her about everything and then she's it just immediately accepts it she's like oh yeah you're from the future yeah. invents wi-fi in what three days mm-hmm. yep because apparently the time machine needs wi-fi to run and i was like well wi-fi is just internet the internet was around in 1987 you could have just hooked that bitch up to like a landline i don't know that would have been an option yeah. Um, also if she invents Wi-Fi in 1987, I don't know why she's not a fucking billionaire. Instead, she's a biochemist, which I'm like, why are you a biochemist? You should be a quantum engineer. Yeah. Anyways. And then, <laughs> and then, sorry, there's like so much that I was just like, this is so fucking wild. Oh, so like when Julie goes back to the past, to try to save everyone. Like, why is she in high school for like, what feels like a fucking week? Why are you, why are you going to school? Oh yeah. I didn't, remember, even, remember I didn't even think about that. The- I didn't even think about that. Even Pam yeah. was like, oh, well, we have our midterm or we have our test like next week. You better study. And Julie's like, oh, you move in still back in high school and just study. And I was like, you, well, you, you don't there. You don't have to study because you because just you're, not you're here. going to school. Like, what no. are we, what are we doing? And like, that's another, another complaint I had was like, so I get that serial killer means that you do multiple murders at different points in time with different victims. If you carry out a bunch of murders at the same time in the same place, it'd be considered a mass murder. But I wish she was just a mass murderer. You know what I mean? I wish it to all took place on the same night in the same location, old school style. Like it should have been like at the cabin. It would have been easier to follow. Like yes. the, the problem, like literally I wrote down a, a few lines just as I was watching this. I was like, it's slow. And the reason why I said it felt slow is, is there's a point when you watch a lot of movies, even when you don't watch a lot of movies, I feel like you can, Maybe just it's a feeling that you get. Mm-hmm. I could literally see the cuts in the scenes. Like I yes. could, I was like, here we are. This is exterior school. We're walking in mm-hmm. conversation between the two main characters. Okay. Interior school. Now this, like it just felt like that sometimes because the dialogue in certain scenes was so dry. It yes. was only there as a plot device to continue on to the next scene. And I'm like, I'm not learning anything. I'm not no. entertained. This is not funny. Like there yeah. were very few funny jokes, but like, and and I think this goes back to what we were talking about. I either wanted slashy, slasher, gory, mm-hmm. killer movie. That would have been fine to give me terror or snappy, funny, like interesting dialogue. And we didn't get either one of those extremes and to top it all off shade my one of my cherry on top trash mm-hmm. the soundtrack was absolute trash in this film like yes, and that's you're doing 80s bring me some fucking 80s music 80s like, music you could have classics. packed 
this movie with a great well, Josh, soundtrack. You know what their entire fucking budget went was extras. Why are there so goddamn many people in this movie? You don't you need that many extras. You could have done this done whole movie. Without- you could have cut you could have cut at least even some of the speaking parts, you could have cut five or six people. Easy. Easy. Uh, absolutely. There was yeah. no reason for all these fucking people. Nope. And yeah. Like I just there was so much of it that I was like, this just like, oh, also like her, okay, so in the past with the kids, it felt like none of them were even bothered by their friends being murdered. Like they no, like Tiffany thank dies you. and they're all like, mm, Thank you. Well, that sucked. And like they're just moving on, especially like Blake, who was dating her. And even though like they broke up that night, is like immediately moving on with Pam. And they're so fucking horny for each other. And I was like, this is weird and gross. Some of these people watch their friends get murdered in front of their eyes, and there is I mean, within a matter of seconds, no tears, yes. no shock. They're continuing on. And they're like, oh, let's go to that party tomorrow night. And you're like, your mm-hmm. friend just was murdered in front of you. You know there's a killer on the loose. You have someone here telling you that more people are going to get murdered. And you're just like, no, nah, I'd rather just go party and fuck. And I'm like. Get stoned. Yeah. What? It's weird. The Bizarre. The, I don't know. I don't I don't get it. And I hate it. I hate it when she went back to the future and the only thing that was like changed was that the Randy's dad is obviously dead now. So he like moved as a child. So technically he's not part of like the town anymore. And then she has a 34 year old brother Yeah, because she got her parents together too early. And I was like, Oh Jesus fucking Christ. This is so stupid. Dumb. This is so stupid. Did, did yeah. anyone have an outstanding performance? I literally have no one written down. I, <laughs> I said Randall park because Ra- he was in it I for see that. two seconds and I felt like he just ad-libbed his lines and they were the funniest parts of the entire movie. So, you know, I take it back. Yeah. I'll take, uh, I'll take Julie Bowden, right? That's her name. Julie they, Bowen. 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 I don't know. It's about Julie Bowen. Mm-hmm. I for the little bit that she's in, she, she goes all in on her lines. Yeah, I think she great. probably think she probably choreographed that entire scene <laughs> and most of the lines where she was murdered. Like, I think that or had to spend- the most time and money making sure that scene was good and then Maybe. they just didn't bother with the other ones. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I'll, I'll take that. Any, any quotes or takeaways from this? Um, there was literally like four, I think I had, um, one is of course, uh, with Randall park as the sheriff. And it's right when Julie's like walking up and he's like talking to his deputy and he goes, old people, sick people, and people with dogs. And the deputy goes, that's the order you hate people in. And then Sheriff's like, yup. And he goes, hmm, that's a good order. <laughs> <laughs> Old people, sick people, and people with dogs. I'm like, I agree. I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a it, One of the things that did make me laugh in this was it's where, right before Tiffany gets murdered. And she is hooking up, I think, with Eddie uh, at this point. Mm-hmm. And trying to. And she's like, I have to go get myself ready. And she's like, he's like, oh, can't wait for you to, I don't know, what he oh, she says. says I'm going to go get another BJ. And he's oh, BJ. Like, I get a BJ. Oh, I get a BJ. Yeah. Cause she's talking about the shot and, yeah. and they're like, he's like, Oh, I don't do blow jobs. You pee out of that thing. <laughs> I don't know why. It just made me laugh so much. 
I share that sentiment, Tiffany. Um, <laughs> men don't wash their dicks, so. Ew. Um, <laughs> yeah, you'd be surprised, Joshua. I um, guess I would. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is another one between the sheriff and the deputy. It's literally the same scene, but it's when Julie's leaving, and uh, again they're talking to each other, but they're talking about Back to the Future, and the deputy's like, "I do want to see that movie," and the sheriff's like, "Not me. I hate time travel movies. They never make any sense." And I was like, "Nice self call out." And again, this is why. I think Randall Park ad-libbed all of his lines because yes. I don't think the writers would be clever enough to put that in the movie. No, I, I would agree with you. Uh, yeah. The other one also has to do with blowjobs, the other quote that I did, but it's when Jamie and a few of the other kids are talking about Tiffany dying and <laughs> these two kids are sitting there and he's describing, you know, kind of the events of that night and finally goes, just to think, you know, if she did do blowjobs, Eddie would still be there and she might still be here. <laughs> and, and and Jamie just goes, let's not have that be the takeaway. <laughs> let's not have that yeah, be the takeaway. Yeah, let's not be the lesson. Yeah, agreed. Um, this one, actually, I was kind of funny and then I'm going to kind of rant a little bit about the context of it. So okay. it's, <laughs> it's when basically right after uh, Julie's mom, Pam is murdered. She's in school and, and they're like, Oh, here's the coach to help you with some self-defense tips, which I'm like, this is all fucked. So he goes, yeah. So, uh, the first thing you want to do, if you see the killer is run, remember, avoid the knife, keep your life. Oh and God. that to me was actually really fucking funny. Like, because it felt like very like mean girls, like it's just this insane, arbitrary advice. But what they should have done, and this is what we're talking about, where there should have been like a running joke, is at the very end and like the final battle, she should have done his weird hand motion and been like, oh, the knife, keep your life. Oh my God. Like, you that know what I mean? Amazing. That would have been amazing. And, yeah. And like employed it. And then it was like, huh. Yeah. I guess the coach was right. Like, you know what I mean? Like something like, like bring it back. Get me in a, get me in a fucking writer's room. God yeah. damn it. Jesus like, Christ. Like, I swear to God. Which, speaking of, Josh, I, rewrote this whole movie Ooh. in my head Ooh. to make it actually better. Okay. Well, okay. well, before we give our rating, what, what yeah. would you have done to make this movie better? First of all, set it in 1992, make it an even 30 years and let's do nineties, early nineties instead of eighties. Jade, can I just say that the first thing, I don't know how old, um, you know, Julie, mm -hmm. Julie Bowden is, but when they said it's been 35 years and I'm like, wait, so she was 16 plus 35. That means she's 50, what, two years old. I was yeah. like, she yeah. might be that, but that seems to be stretching it a little bit. She doesn't look like a 52 year old woman. Yeah, she does. My mom's 54 and they look. The I, I, I'm looking up the age before we go in there. Okay. I'm looking, the, right. I'm looking up the age. I don't think she, I don't think she's 52. Okay. Go ahead. Go, continue oh, okay. on. Okay, continue yeah. on. So anyways, so I would have made it in even 30 years. I would have made it the 1990s and I would have kept it really simple. It would have been the entire thing takes place at that little carnival fair thing. And it would have been on Halloween night and it would have been all of the friends go to this big Halloween fair that they, that the town hosts every year, except they decide to stay late so they can sneak into like one of the rides, which like could be like the haunted house of mirrors or like whatever, except when they're in there, that's when the killer comes out and then starts to like kill them all off one by one at this like fair or whatever. And then it should have been Julie's mom and dad were the only survivors. And it should have just been like the three girls. It should have been like their whole friend group. Like they're the only survivors. Keep the whole like 
Blake and Tiffany dating thing. And then you could say that like the parents didn't get together till later because of the trauma. Or you could say like they were together, but maybe she got stabbed in the stomach and didn't think she could have kids until, you know, and then that way her daughter, Julie's like her miracle baby, right? She's like, oh, I never thought I could have kids after I got stabbed. And then I had you. So like, you're my little miracle baby. And then that way it's like, an, it's like the 30 year anniversary and they don't live in the town anymore. Right. And then let's say the fair obviously was closed after that. They're not doing it. They're like, well, all these murders took place and you could keep the podcast and except he always invites like the family to come do this like thing that he does. It's like they're at 30 year anniversary. They're reopening the fair. He's doing a live airing of the show. Everyone's dressing up as the killer. So of course her parents are like, well, we're not fucking going back there, but the daughter's like, I don't know. I kind of want to know. I want to know what happened that night. So she sneaks away, goes there with her friends. And then the killer comes and tries to attack her because she's the daughter. Right. And then except this is how you do the time travel. So easy, Josh. She goes in the fucking quantum drop after the killer's trying to attack her. She runs in there for safety, turns it on. So he can't open the door. The quantum drop gets struck by lightning. We're going back to the future level. Done. Love it. It, spin, it spins her back in time. I don't need an explanation. I don't, you don't nope. need to tell me how the time traveling works. Just fucking make it happen. And then it opens up. It's 1992. It's Halloween night. She sees. And then then you do it. Then, then you have her fighting against the bad guy, trying to figure out how the, uh, the night, the events went down that night. And then you find out it was the fucking little podcast guy the entire time. And you make it his motivation that he was ignored in high school. He saw these serial killers of the time getting gaining infamy, like Richard Ramirez and shit. And he thought, well, if I kill all these people, I'll get super famous. And except he wanted to be Zodiac famous. We're like, no one ever knew who you, who you were, but like, you still like went down in infamy. Right. So then he's like, well, now I'm gonna have a podcast and I'm going to create this festival and this fanfare around it. And then he basically tried to attack her when he saw her because he's like, well, this is my chance to basically continue the cycle, right? And then she basically kills him, goes back in the quantum drop. It gets struck by lightning again. She comes back to, to the present. Done. Bing, bang, fucking boom, and you Josh. Know what? Maybe she, there's actually some more jokes. And, uh, you yes. know, maybe there's she actually yes. stops one of the killings or something like that. That would be interesting. Thank you. Or, That's what yeah. I was thinking. It's like we had like five victims this time and she's managed to save like two of them. You know what yeah. I mean? On top of her parents. And then like she gets to like meet their kids. Like she like, comes back to present. She's like, oh, my God, like my mom never left the town. And I actually grew up here now and I'm best friends with the survivors kids. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, I don't. I fucking interesting. I'd I'd watch that movie. Thank I'd you, watch Josh. That. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's mm-hmm. let's let's make that movie happen because this yeah. was this was not it. Yeah. Well, Jed, not your version, but the <laughs> version that we have. <laughs> yes. Where would you rank this movie? Oh my god, I think this is very obvious. This is a trash. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, is it somewhat watchable? Yeah, sure. Is this is trash. This is almost a. Du- no. I, I'm gonna go just go ahead and say it. this is a fucking dumpster fire. Like this, <laughs> you know. Like there's a couple of things that make this watchable, but I don't even think it's worth your time to be honest. Like there, no, there are I movies. Agree. There are I movies agree. that do what this movie tried to do, and they do it better. Yes, I will name a few. Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to You, which does involve time travel and yep. kind of a Groundhog Day effect. Final Girls where a girl and her friends end up trapped in a 1980s slasher flick that her mom acted in and now they are becoming now they are part of the movie and she tries to save her mother from dying um 
also freaky again, where the girl switches places with the serial killer, like very like, like slasher freaky Friday slash hot chick. Um, yeah, those are better movies. Go watch those. Watch all those. Yeah. That was a review of totally killer. It's streaming now on Amazon prime. This is a creepy ass cabin in the middle of fucking nowhere. What's the big deal? There is a murderer on the loose and you drove us into the woods. <gasps> oh my God. What? I forgot to bring vodka. You have seven and a half hours until you're stuck here forever. I need to stop all this horror before it happens. Do the machines kill us all? No. They more just rip apart the fabric of our society via dance videos on TikTok. They use dance against us. And once again, our movie this week was Totally Killer. It's streaming now on Amazon Prime. So, uh, I mean, you know, check it out if you want to. Well, Jade, as we have done for the last couple of shows, I think uh, we should run through some of the stuff that we've watched this week because yeah. there's a lot of good stuff out there. We don't want to just give all the bad here on the show. No. One of the things I have to echo your sentiment on, I finally got to the first episode of Gen V on oh. Amazon Prime because it was just staring me in the face as I was watching Totally Killer. <laughs> I saw, just finished watching the first episode of that show. I'm going to now binge oh. the rest of it. Yes. It's so good. Like yeah, it's right. It reminds me of like season one of the boys. Like it's yep. exciting. And you can tell like the creators are excited. The writers are excited. Is mm-hmm. I could see this show easily being a spinoff that goes two, three, I don't know, I mean, three, four, five seasons. Like easy. I think so too. And I kind of actually really like this idea of like expanding the boys universe. Because if you think about it, like, there's heroes all over the U S it's just the yep. seven or like the biggest group. But like, I kind of like this idea of exploring more of like different people at different stages of like what it means to be like a hero and, and have, you know, these powers and, and how that affects them. It kind of feels like how the universe of superheroes has been opened up with movies like, you know, the, the suicide squad and things like that in the mm-hmm. DC, you know, kind of universe. Like that's how it, yeah. it feels to me. And it fe- and it's, it's interesting. I'm, I'm totally into it. And I did start, I think you've already binged this Jade. Uh, I don't know if we've talked about it on <laughs> the show, but <laughs> the, uh, the other show that I started watching is the fall of the house of Usher, which is oh, part of the yeah. haunting of Hill house. Uh, I guess producers and kind of series, if you will. Yeah. It's, I'm two episodes in. I'm interested. It's, I don't know how I feel about it. Like, but it's, it's enough for me to keep going. And I like the storytelling. Like the storytelling has me intrigued. Agreed. So this is, so I finished this. Those are my kind of feelings on it. It's definitely nowhere near as scary or terrifying as like the haunting of hell house. Well, nothing has been so far. (laughs) No. Um, but I do like what they're doing with the story. So basically the false, the fall of the house of Usher takes the short story by the same name of by a girl and Poe and kind of breaks it up into these short stories um, that follow the death of like each person in the family of Usher. So like each one's like the black cat, the telltale heart, like the pit and the pendulum gold bug, all sorts of stuff. So if you're familiar with Edgar Allan Poe's work, I think you'll find this just really interesting and fun kind of these like different interpretations of his work because i'm a huge edgar Allan poe fan so i have read all his work multiple multiple times so like i immediately from episode one i knew exactly what was going to happen to every single character 
they have so many the names of the people immediately give it away the there's so many clues that tell you exactly what's going to happen to all of them but i still at the same time thoroughly enjoyed how they got there um and so that was nice i think if you aren't familiar with the work you're still going to enjoy it but i think it's a little more of a nod to, to fans i would say I like, I, I think yeah. it's interesting so far, but yeah. Jade, what have you been watching this week? So what just dropped is season three of upload on Amazon prime. So they mm-hmm. dropped the first few episodes of the new season. I just finished them before we recorded sort of 30 <laughs> minute episodes. Um, and yeah, so far I think they're on the right track for this new season. You know, we are, we, where we left off was that. Uh, the primary character, I forget his name now. And I literally just watched the show. Wesley's his name. I got, I don't it. remember his name. Like, I feel like they don't say it yeah, like all that much. They do. I just, I, I'm so, I just, I've been watching so many things lately that it's like my brain can't keep track of. I'm terrible with character names. I'm like, you know, that anything. one guy that did that oh, no. one thing. I pride myself on it. So like, it hurts me when I can't remember, but anyways, Wesley gets downloaded into real body and now he's on the run. And they're trying to stop the billionaire choke from basically like taking over Freon to his company. Um, and so, so far it's still really, really fun, really funny, has very interesting plot points. They show us a little bit more of how this kind of future world works. Cause we've only been given little glimpses here and there about kind of how the rules and the dynamics play out. And I just also think it's like really fun. It, it reminds me of idiocracy in a way where it's like, corporations are now so much more involved in our daily lives than they used to be. So like they're at one point they're dressed as janitors and their janitor uniforms say HP craft. So it's like HP Hewlett Packard computers and like craft is in craft Mac and cheese. <laughs> and like they've merged at some point in time. And now for whatever reason, they sponsor these uniforms. You know what I mean? Like it's just makes complete sense. Yeah. Yeah. And like, at one, like it had like literally it was like a search engine was run by scrub daddy. Like, you know, like this is like, and it's fun and it's interesting. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited for season three. Nice. Um, and I also, speaking of another season three, um, I binged all of season three of Lupin or Lupin on Netflix, Lupin. which is now Lupin, Ensemble Lupin, and, um, which is a French television show that is basically about a man who as a young child his father worked for a rich family and then was accused of stealing a necklace and went to prison for it and ended up killing himself in prison and so he kind of decided to take revenge once he found out that the owner of the necklace was actually reselling what was supposedly stolen Mm. for millions and millions of dollars so he grew up reading these fictional books about a gentleman thief called called Arsène Lupin. And so he takes all of these um, story plots from this character and uses them to actually enact real life thefts and to kind of enact his revenge. And so season one and two, phenomenal. I was like, I don't know what we're going to do here in season three. So season three actually blew me away. It was so fun. Like I didn't know what to expect. And so, yeah, I loved it. (laughs) Nice. I and if you guys haven't watched this series already, I highly recommend because it's just it's fun. Like it um and so if okay, Josh, you watched all of Psych, right? I did not. I haven't <sighs> watched I watched enough you to where I could talk about it. The episodes where Carrie Elwes is in it and he's the gentleman thief and Sean and Gus are like obsessed with him and they become like 
besties even after he goes to prison. Got that far, like because I think I only watched through like season two. (gasps) I don't think I got any further than that. Well, you're missing out on that amazing character, and that's what this reminds me of. And that's what's going to draw comparison to. I'm sorry, (laughs) Jane. It's fine. Yeah, and then um, also I just uh. I highly recommend a, a movie on Netflix called Ballerina. It is Korean and it's along the same lines as a lot of the films that I <laughs> recommend that are action revenge films where the primary nice. character is a woman. And in this one, it's um this woman who uh, she's a private security guard and her best friend is a ballerina and she ends up taking her own life and she leaves a note asking for her best friend to take revenge. And she kind of goes on this whole nice. trip of like, yeah, like breaking down this entire like gang that's like in Korea, like single-handedly, you know. Nice. Amazing. I like yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I can be into that. I, you know, it's funny. I've, I've seen this uh, floating around my Netflix. I think I watch enough foreign film. They're like, you'd probably like this. So yeah, yeah. I'm going to add that to my list so I can watch that at some point. You should. Well, Jade, what are we thinking of watching uh, next week? Uh, so we're going to be watching a little bit older film. It's called Villains. It is available on Hulu. Um, it came out in 2019, stars Bill Skarsgård and Maka Monroe. And it's kind of a horror, like a thriller comedy about a pair of amateur criminals who break into a suburban home and stumble upon a dark secret that two sadistic homeowners will do anything to keep from getting out. So. Yeah. Nice. I, I'm in. You know, what's funny is this film has actually been in my like Hulu list for like two years. And for some reason, I just haven't ever come around to watch it. And us talking about what to watch next week and w- looking at the trailer for that, I'm like, this is why it's been in my list. I'm, this, this is my excuse. I can finally sit down, yeah. watch it and, you know, kind of figure it out. So Absolutely. I'm uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for more than having to watch, you know, Totally Killer, I think. Hopefully that will be better. But anyway, Jade, where can folks find us between now and next week? So you guys can find us on all of our socials. We are on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram as Our Taste is Trash. You can also find us on our website, OurTasteIsTrash.com. Come back next week when we review our movie. It's called Jade. Villains. To get ourselves a treat.